Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead, take a big inhale. You smell that? Football is back. Fucking <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Come I liked on. it. I liked yeah. it. Uh, it's dear math bitch. <laughs> it's Monday, August first. Uh, we got a jam-packed show. This might be uh, this might be an hour plus. Aren't they all now? <laughs> They're certainly getting up there. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the huge breaking news that came out today with Deshaun Watson um, being suspended six games. Couple wide receiver contracts. Yep, Debo getting the bag once more. DK also. Um, preseason football is back this week, which is huge. Super excited about that. Then the main uh, topic of the show, we are going to continue our uh, preview series for each division. And today's show is going to focus on the NFC and AFC North, respectively. So uh, lots of fun stuff to talk about there. Lots of bullish predictions. I, I would say that this is probably the juiciest one yet. As far as predictions, I think so. I think yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously regretting my Patriots Bills take already, but <laughs> it's fine. We'll just leave it, leave it as is. Uh, it. But no, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of saucy yeah. picks here. Yeah, there 100 percent is. Um, and then after that, we kind of go over a couple headlines, talk about what's been going on at Lions training camp uh, over the past couple of days. They're now in full pads. Dan Campbell is probably salivating at the mouth, just thinking about hitting somebody. Um, even though he's on the sideline now. Uh, but a lot of great stuff coming out of the training camp so far, and including uh, my take on a certain player taking the leap into superstardom this year. I love it. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's get into the news. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead. Let's jump right into the news. I got a question too. Can I ask you something? Busy week in the NFL. Uh, a lot of news dropping over these last couple of days. Um, one being uh, this morning, we found out that Deshaun Watson's suspension uh, is six games. Uh, I wanted to start out, saw a great tweet about this uh, earlier today. Uh, Calvin Ridley suspended one year for non-criminal betting on games. Michael Kendrick suspended eight games for insider trading. Miles Garrett suspended six games for one on-field fight. MLB's Trevor Bauer suspended two years, costing him $60 million for non-criminal sexual assault allegations. Deshaun Watson got six games. So well, 30 cases. So, yeah, leading off the news cycle here, uh, this is is the biggest news of the offseason probably i would agree um and i think as of this recording it sounds like the nfl still has potential to decide if they want to add more time or less time mm. basically yeah. um but i would be surprised if they did that i, th I think this is going to be the ruling that's going to happen um as minimal as it seems um <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. my stance on the whole thing on this podcast has been, yeah, pr pretty, well yeah, known. pretty well known. Yeah. So uh, overall, um, yeah, it's a joke. It's it's, it's a total yeah, joke. It's a suspension. An absolute joke. Uh, this, but I mean, like at the same time, I guess I can't be too surprised. These are the same people that suspended Ray Rice for two games after he was caught on video beating the shit out of his wife. Uh, so yeah, I mean, 
it's absolutely asinine. But it is surprising because we are in a a time and place now in 2022 where, um, you know, it's people are a lot more say, yeah. people are a lot more aware of these kind of problems it's a and lot more like pro- uh, prevalent. And women's place in the NFL is is much more prevalent yeah, nowadays. And absolutely. like, I mean, it's it's insane to me that you can have women like you know, it's a, in like really executive high up roles in the NFL, and this is still the outcome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's insane to me. There's going to be so many people who are pissed off about this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he only gets six games. They'll probably have Brissett play those six games. Yeah, Brissett or Rosen. Or Rosen. Uh, it will be really interesting to see. We'll dive in a little bit more, but the, it's actually, I think, the easiest six games out of everybody in the NFL for the first six games, which uh, is hilarious. Yeah, you, I don't think they could have scripted it better. And, you know, just yeah. again, with as far as Deshaun's, you know, financial issues with all this, he's not losing no, a dime. No, he doesn't lose a dime and over any of this. even if he were going to lose money for the time that he wasn't playing, the Browns structured his new contract to where this year in his deal, he is making the league minimum for a veteran. Oh, wow. So even if he had his whole salary for this year taken away, it'd only be like a million bucks, not even $2 million of his That's crazy. enormous contract. So so crazy. So they this was a premeditated, you know, outcome. Yeah. and. Yeah. It really was. Can't be too surprised now that we're putting all the pieces together here. But, I mean, it's, it's you know, as a fan of the NFL and the NFL's product, it's like, I mean, I don't feel good about no, watching him I'm, play, watching the Browns play. No, I don't want to watch them play. I, I'll root against them in every game. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I root against the Browns for making this move to begin with. I mean, yeah. and, like, it's how are they supposed to – I mean, if they win a Super Bowl, what are their fans going to – what are the people who watch football going to think? Well, I mean, Winning cures everything. I guess it does. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's thing about all this shit that was happening at Florida in like the early 2000s when they had like uh, Riley Cooper and Aaron Hernandez right. and Tim Tebow on the team and Urban Meyer was the head coach. But they they won like I think only one national championship, but winning cures all. I mean, that's just a fact. So what we'll, we'll we'll you know, today's uh, luckily our AFC North uh, preview show. So we will yeah. get into the wider implications of Cleveland season based on the big news here. But. Um, yeah, I mean, as it stands right now, he's out the first six weeks, and they they definitely have a shot to rally if he comes back. So, oh yeah, we'll get into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, well, moving on, uh, Debo Samuel, nice little uh, nice little pick me up story after that one. Uh, another wide receiver, actually, uh, DK Metcalf also got a contract extension. Yeah, we didn't talk I, about that. Yeah. yeah, I completely forgot about him. Um, but Debo Samuel resigned a. Uh, three-year extension worth seventy-three point five million, fifty-eight point one of which is guaranteed. Uh, I mentioned to you before the show too that um, there are incentives in the contract to where if he does continue to be used as kind of a running back receiver hybrid, and he takes so many touches, he gets so many yards or touchdowns, he will hit those incentives and get more money. It wasn't a ton more. It was in the hundreds of thousands. I mean, to you and me, that's yeah. like way fewer money. But uh, I mean, for yeah, for the <laughs> somebody's getting fifty eight point one. Yeah, you know, it, that's chump change. So there are incentives there, and I know that that was a, kind of a big. Uh, he seemed like he was um, not thrilled with the workload. No, so he hated that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that was one of the main reasons he wanted out. Right, and I, I guess it. I mean, it's crazy because you know, in the summer we were like seeing him and people around and posting 
videos of being like, oh, he's not going back to San Fran yeah. and quotes like that. And there I was mean, just, it, he cut off all contract talks. And like, it was like, I mean, by the time the draft rolled around, we're like, well, he's getting dealt. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It's crazy to think about, honestly. Um, you think about uh, how many wide receivers got paid this offseason and how many of them uh, ended up getting traded because they needed to get paid. Dear uh, math, bitch. <laughs> and it all, it's so, it's so funny. That all of this stems from Christian Kirk. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll keep revisiting that. What a <laughs> snowball effect he had on the wide receivers in the NFL. Well, you, I mean, we talked about it, but as soon as it happened, Tyreek got moved. Tyreek got moved. Devontae Adams got moved. Resigned. AJ Brown. Yeah. Debo got paid. DK got paid. Uh, who else? I feel like there was a couple other big name receivers that ended up re-upping on their contract and getting, you know. Those are the Huge most money. most notable, yeah. I'd say. Um, Absolutely. Amari Cooper got traded, but Amari Cooper got traded, another one. Uh, uh but like yeah. I mean, it's insane. So but for as far as Debo and I I'll mention DK briefly too, like they the Niners could not afford to lose Debo. No, I mean after is... after what they put together last year with uh with that offense and how pivotal he was, like if they want to repeat uh and have repeated success for a couple more years here, then he was hundred percent essential, and that's why they were very, very strongly not entertaining trade options. And and initially, and I think maybe they were at some point around the draft, kind of contemplating it. And other couple teams, including our Detroit Lions, looked into it. But uh, yeah, they get it done. He'll be back three more years. Uh, he'll hit the market again when he's about twenty nine. I think twenty eight, twenty nine. So he'll have another chance to make another bag. But uh, for now, he's taken care of, happy, and the Niners can keep on rolling. It's uh, actually crazy, Al. DK's uh, three-year extension is damn near identical. $72 million extension, uh, 58.2 Wow, guaranteed. What's weird about that one, though, is that, like, contract sounds similar, but, but like, the weird thing to me about that one is that he is going into a situation where Seattle's at the, at the basement. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're not going to be much better next year, probably. No, no. And then by the time his third um, year hits, they might be playoff ready. But I mean, he's could be. I don't know. He's he's going to be twenty seven when he becomes a free agent again. The only way that God really wow, he's this could bag. turn around and be good for DK is if uh, he if if the Seahawks absolutely stink it up this year, they get a high draft pick, and then one of these rookie quarterbacks coming in next year are actually good. So if they land, they land a CJ Stroud, they land a, yeah. The guy at Alabama, Bryce Young, Young, right? Uh, And then we were just talking about this. A whopping 11 receivers have signed deals worth 20 or more million dollars this offseason. Tyreek, Devontae, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Somehow D.J. Moore got in there. Uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Williams. I snuck the who in there. (laughs) I mean, uh, that's insane. That's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, I don't know. I guess Christian Kirk would not have been in there because what he was 40 or 72 million, which I think is like what like a little under 20. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's absolutely insane. I can't no. believe that he was the one that started it all. Um, but yeah, good for Debo. It's gonna, it's gonna be, you know. I kind of, uh, I was kind of 
in and out because I was looking up DK's contract extension. But to your point about him being so crucial for the 49ers, in 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 reality, that offense runs through him. Yeah. Like he is the playmaker for the offense. It doesn't run through the quarterback. And this year they especially needed him because I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of interesting things about Trey Lance. I know. I really want to talk about it, but um, we're, next we're having week. our preview next week. So next we'll, week. we'll get all into that. But... I can't wait. Yeah. Um, Lots of rumors. Finally, uh, I think we do have to address the fact that football is officially back this week. We are no longer in off-season mode. It is pads on at training camp. The first preseason game is on Thursday. I mean, this is one of the best feelings in the world. If you want to know what we're about, we're about cutting it loose. It's incredible. It's it's you know people are talking about it again. We're seeing on Twitter every two seconds there's a post about training camp. It's everybody's getting so geared up for it. I cannot it's, wait. It's the best because uh, I read uh, after, you know, it's going to start in a little less than a week. Yep. Uh, a- after that, we have football every single week until oh, February of 2023. Oh, it's the best, best yeah. news in the world. It's a good man. feeling. It's a good feeling. Good feeling. Fantasy football is right around the corner. We'll have to bring back the fantastic <laughs> fantasy football corner i think uh that segment might uh, <laughs> we might need to revamp that a little bit gambling is about to be back too which is ga- awesome. you know what the gamp the gambling was absolutely a highlight so we'll yeah. we'll definitely we'll get back that, into that but, um yeah uh but yeah no it's 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 fantastic we got the first preseason game on thursday between the raiders and the jacksonville jaguars uh i'm can't imagine these these guys both these teams get four preseason games because they're playing in the first one yeah so i can't imagine we're gonna see what a bizarre opening i don't know how they decided on that right whatever um but i can't imagine we're gonna be seeing any of the starters in this game i mean you might see a couple reps i i would say if if they do put anybody out there it's for one drive for sure and uh, honestly because it is the first one and it's the most watched one probably it's in Canton. Uh, I mean, it's probably it's probably it's supposed to be ninety two degrees too. Well, I bet you the starters will play a little bit, but I don't we'll think see. so. They usually don't. Even on like the three game season or preseason, like starters will get out there for a series and maybe a quarter, and then second game will be majority, and then third game they won't play at all. I can't wait for everyone who talks about football, us included, to watch the first couple of preseason games and then just. Have all these takes all the and takes like just out. yeah, and it's just none of them are going to mean a damn thing by no. the time week one happens. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Uh, too good. Well, hey, let's uh, let's speaking of takes that aren't going to age well, why don't we go ahead and get into our NFC and AFC North predictions? I love it. Let's do it. All right, Al. It's AFC North prediction time. Uh, what we'll, the fuck is this piece of shit? I think we're still trying to remember exactly how we go about this, but I believe we discuss the teams, and then we'll do ceilings and floors. And once we get through the whole division, then we do records. That's exactly how we did it the first time. Didn't do the second, but we're going to go three for four and do it for the last two. Perfect. So, okay. okay. 
Um, well, starting out with the AFC North, we'll start out with uh, last year's darlings and uh, the team that won the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's a regression? Do you think they stay right up there? I mean, I'll I'll read you my my first note. Oh, this, this should sum it up. Can I guess? Sure. Regression. Prime to repeat. Wow. That's that's my first wow. note. Wow. Uh, improved offensive line. Massively. They're they're one Massively. bugaboo from last year that might have cost them a Super Bowl. Could be. To be honest. Yep. Absolutely. Jamar Chase is going to take another step and be even better. I mean, he played pretty damn well last year, but he's the second year in the league. He's got know, that mad chip on his shoulder now. Mm. He could get even better. He, um, could. he could. But that is also usually – I don't know if it's usually – sophomore slumps, do those still exist? I mean, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to think of one as far as, like, receivers kind of go recently. Right? I don't know. It seems like they only get better early on in their career. But, uh, you know, mm. more, more comfortable in the system – played with Joe Cool for a couple of years now, considering college and the pros. I mean, pros. the chemistry has to be off the charts even right. after last year. I mean, it's insane. Teams will probably be scheming for him better, but, I mean, yeah. he's an elite player. Already. But, you know, the other thing with that is um, if you start scheming for him better, you have to worry about T. Higgins, who is pretty damn good. Boyd. And Tyler Boyd, who is honestly one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. And Joe Mixon, who is well above average as running back goes, yeah. and he's a good pass catcher too. I would agree so. Um, I'll, my last gushing note about the Bengals here, and I'll get into one slight concern with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Joe Burrow as a sneaky MVP candidate this oh. year. I, I would so, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, maybe when we get into our, you know, long prop bet stuff, mm-hmm. I'll note that again. But yeah, I just have a feeling about it. Um, but the only concern I really have for these guys right now, and it's an ongoing thing, I'm sure. I hope it will get resolved because he's a key part of that defense. Is that Jesse Bates is not reporting for camp because he's looking for a new deal. He's under the tag mm. right now. He's their, you know, he's their leader on this in the secondary and yeah. probably the best defensive player outside of Hendrickson. Um, so yeah, I was then, about to say Trey Hendrickson, I, uh, excited to see him come back. I mean, he had a really good year last year. They need to get him paid and yeah. if they don't, they need to, they need to figure out what they're going to do, but get a bag for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Eli Apple still on that team? I don't know if he resigned. I, I don't know. I, I could be totally tripping. He might not even be on the Bengals. Could be totally wrong. No, because they're talking about him in the in the playoffs. Remember? Okay. So, all right, good. Um, yeah, man. Overall, um, very high in the Bengals. Uh, they really impressed last year, and you know, it would be the most Bengals thing ever to just take a shit this year because it would be last year was kind of an anomaly from the past ever since we've watched football. Yeah. So, um, but I re- I really do think that Joe Burrow is is that that dude. Uh, he's Joe cool. I mean, he's been here for two years now and he, when he, I know he got hurt his rookie year, but I mean, you just, they're a different, they're a different vibe when he's, oh, when he's yeah. playing and oh, when yeah. he's like playing well, like they're a different team and he's the kind of guy that's, that's what you want in the number one pick, mm-hmm. you know, a guy who even instantly turned the franchise yeah. around. I mean, instantly. Yep. And I gotta say guys like that, he's probably like once every 15 years. Right. And but the problem now is that um, you know last year you know no one was expecting this and no, there's no yeah. expectation last year and now you make it to the Super Bowl and 
you have all the expectation in the world on your shoulder as far as that division goes. I mean, it's a rocky division. We're going to break down the rest, but yeah, man, it's a tough AFC and there's lots of expectations. So good luck to them, but they were really impressive last year and I think they can do it again. Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's so tough to tell. Um, I don't like, even if they do regress, I don't think it will be a big regression. I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, but the thing about the AFC is that it seems like all these teams are, they're going to have to kind of rip each other apart. I mean, there's so much, there's so much talent in the AFC. It's insane. It's insane how good the AFC is going to be this year. Um, and it's going to be really tough for them to win the division, if not uh, go to the playoffs uh, through the wild card. Uh, and unfortunately, I I feel like a regression will probably happen only because it's so insanely hard for them to get back to the Super Bowl. The only way that they have a parallel year to last year or an even better year is for them to go win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, they, they were almost there and they fixed their biggest problem. So, yeah. you know, on paper... It could happen. It could. It could. Absolutely. But, you know, a lot of teams you got to go through to make it happen. I mean, I know they did it last year, but I feel like it's going to be even tougher for them to do that this year. But ceiling for Cincinnati? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's got to be. I mean, it's Super Bowl or bust for them at the moment. Floor, um, wild card exit. Yeah. Yeah, right? Well, you know, I mean, there is a – I mean, I, th- I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be fine. But um, look, it's it's a tough conference. There's a way that their floor could be oh, yeah. missing the playoffs. Absolutely. You know? I totally agree. So, if they don't win the division, they'll have to battle. Because I'm telling you, AFC West is sending at least two teams, yeah. if not three. Yeah, I'd, I guess I would say floor for the Bengals probably uh, is probably just missing the playoffs. That's probably their floor. I'd agree. But Super Bowl is the ceiling. You got to imagine, I think – there's at least two, if not more, teams capable of making the playoffs from every division. I would say AFC North and AFC West combined seven teams, three from the North, four from – all four of those teams in the West are capable of making the playoffs, 100%. That's crazy. That's nice. uh, So that's seven teams right there, and then you attack on four more from the West – or no, I'm sorry, not the West, the, the South and the East. Because, I mean, Patriots and Bills, 100%. And everyone's so bullish Titans on Miami right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know. Dolphins, honestly, I mean, they barely missed out on it last year, too. So I, I guess you can tag on another team. I think that's 12 teams. It's loaded. It's out of 16, that's three fourths of the AFC where all those teams are fully capable of making the playoffs. It's loaded. Crazy, crazy to think. So uh, who's next here? Um, did you know that Pittsburgh finished second in this freaking division? I, I thought last it was year? the Ravens for a bit, but I did no, too. it was Pittsburgh. Yeah. Ravens, by yeah. the way, came in last. Yeah, that's which right. Which is insane to me. Uh, but Pittsburgh, I'm expecting a massive regression this year. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the big note is that they need to figure out the quarterback. Yeah. Uh they it drafted like a... Kenny Pickett uh, in the first round and Reports coming out right now that he is uh, looking like QB three. Yeah, on the depth oh. chart, and you know, this is he the first one taken? Yeah, he what? was the first quarterback taken off the board in the draft. He next one didn't go round, to the third right? round. No, he was the first round. He was pick. the first round. Oh wow! And he not, and Malik Willis went next in the third round. Yeah, and uh, people are not feeling this QB class. That's pretty apparent. He was the only one to be a first rounder. 
Uh, they also 20, signed, by the way. It's not like he was a top 10 pick. Right. They also signed Trubisky. And uh, also Mason Rudolph still, who yeah, weirdly is still a storyline. Um, yeah, I, so I they did, need, that's, yeah. that's their biggest problem. I mean, the, you know, they have a good defense. I actually probably a, like a really good defense, a really, really good defense. Um, yeah, I feel like they haven't really lost a whole lot of guys. They got that. They still have Minka. They still have TJ. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, the defense is going to be there. They're going to have to rely on the run game a lot this year, which uh, lucky for them, they have Najee Harris. Um, so that's good. Probably their best playmaker on offense. Um, they do lose Juju for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> I know he kind of, um fizzled out there hard well they you know when when a b left they just penciled him in to be automatic wide receiver one yeah he very clearly proved that he could not (laughs) handle that in pittsburgh at least so he's gone uh chase claypool also is a this is a big year for him to step up um and i've been hearing a lot about pickens I think yeah, the the rookie receiver out of Georgia, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I've been hearing a lot about him. I don't know. Uh, and they still, do they still have? I, I think they still have Deontay Johnson. Uh, yes. So I mean, the wide receiver core is pretty well off. A lot of young talent there. I, I'm a little, I'm a little less uh, crazy about um, about Claypool. I don't yeah. know. I think he's, I think he's a lot like Juju. I think he's very overhyped. I think he had a, a nice. You know, boom onto the scene, and And he he definitely had a. I mean that that right there was probably prime example for a sophomore slump. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Because I mean, he he did not have a great great season last year. But but I don't know how you're really expecting any of these receivers to to make a jump or or not regress when the quarterback, you know, potentially the best QB on your roster is Trubisky. I'm I'm expecting a bounce back year from him. I think. I mean, are you expecting him to play? Serviceable. If they start him, I think he could be serviceable. Uh, but if they don't, and he somehow loses out to Mason Rudolph, right? Disregard everything I just said. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think Trubisky. What he signed a two-year deal with them, something like so, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good situation for him right now because he probably is the best QB on the roster at the moment. I have to imagine. I know Kenny Pickett probably is the long-term plan. You don't spend a first round pick on a quarterback unless you're planning on him to be the guy or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's ready. It sounds like he's not ready. Uh, It sounds like, He's QB three. I mean, that's yeah, not, there's nothing else to really say about it. These guys are really going to be QB two, like pushing for the starting job. I think Pittsburgh's problem, though, is that they're in the AFC. Yeah, and you know, this team, the NFC, maybe, maybe they could do something, but yeah, I think there's just there's way too much talent, Tough. and I don't think I don't think they're a bottom feeder team, but I think that they're definitely a little below average. I'm looking at it right I, now. I, Completely agree. I think I the don't defense think is good enough to keep them in games. Najee is good enough to keep them in games. But like, if if the if the passing game is shit, you're just gonna stuff you know stuff yeah. Najee, and that's it. That's all. That's all she wrote. So mm-hmm. it's a very uh very problematic team on paper in some areas. But um, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. What's your ceiling for Pittsburgh? Uh, I, I'd say the wild card. Um, because yeah, you know this defense is definitely the like the best part of this team and it is a pretty good defense uh Najee if he takes a step forward and you get good quarterback play out of one of your guys you know they could surprise but it's I don't think it's very likely uh 
but yeah, that would probably be their ceiling to me. I don't think they would really advance much further than that. Mike Tomlin's a really good coach, though. He you is. Know, he gets he, the most kind of slept on. So that's so true. I, I was very down on this team for a long time uh, coming into this. Uh, well, I guess not for a long time, but I was very down on this team coming into this. But there have been things said that are making me regret what I put down for their record. Um, but I'm going to say uh, ceiling for Pittsburgh, eight wins. Wow. Okay. Um, floor for Pittsburgh, I'm going to say bottom six in the league. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel the same that like, cause I didn't say my floor for them. I don't think, uh, no. it's like, uh, they, they could be a wildcard team maybe, but you're kind of a little less than that for their ceiling. But like for the floor, like they're not as bad as the bottom feeders in the league. No, they're definitely, they're definitely They'll maybe a games. little below. Yeah. They're going to win games and they're going to play well. And they have enough to be, you know, middle of the pack. So they're that's playing, kind of their floor. Uh, they're playing the NFC South this year too. So I'm going to say that's at least two wins right there. Yeah. And then you got to imagine that they'll squeak out a couple more. Yeah, there'll be a surprise win or two right. in there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, especially, you know, with this division, it's every time they play, it's who knows who's going to do what, right? I was going to tease something, but never mind. Let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, the team that came in third place last year was the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. We discussed it a little bit earlier. Obviously, uh, a huge factor in their first six games will be uh, no Deshaun Watson, um, but their first six games, only two of them are road games, and I think there's only one team that is projected to have a winning record out of the six teams. Yeah, their their first couple games without him are just, you could not have scripted it better. No, um, truly. Again, you know, premeditated uh, decision outcome. 100%. Here, especially with the contract situation. Um yeah, look, I mean, the the whole thing is that if they – I think if they split their first six games, if they go three and three, maybe even two and four, there's a very good chance that they could rally when Deshaun Watson gets back because as much as I hate the guy, uh, he is – when when playing at a high level, you could argue he's a top five quarterback. Yeah, and, I agree with that. And that's why they gave up the bank to get him. and. Mm-hmm. he will be an upgrade if he plays well and he plays at all. Yeah. Uh, they have probably one of the best running back tandems in the, in the game. Receivers are I, a huge question mark though, for me, Amari Cooper Amari. and David Bell and, and Donovan wow. people Jones. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I don't know tough. about that. That's pretty rough. You lose OBJ and juice. Yeah. It's not a very, but you know, Deshaun I mean, Watson. Deshaun Watson played with worse players than that. I mean, yeah. and he's been fine. Uh, yeah. But he had Hopkins for a long time, I guess. Too. I don't know. So receiving cores, their big question mark for me, uh, offensively, anyways. Yeah. Offensive line is really good. Um, defense is also excellent. Um, yeah, defense is still super stellar. The running game is probably the best in the NFL and you tack on Deshaun Watson, who's going to be able to be a pretty big playmaker for you. We're, but we talked about him this time last year as the clear cut division winner and a Super Bowl, you know, candidate, but this time last so year. True. So, so true. So the only thing that's changed is they 
added Deshaun Watson and the receiving core regressed. Well, and a you know there's a lot a lot's I, changed I, I think, as I far as the narrative around the team goes. That pushed Cleveland into uh, Super Bowl contenders, honestly. Adding Watson, yeah. I mean that's why they did it. Yeah, you I mean know? you get a you get a possible top five quarterback in the NFL with the team that he has around him. I mean I would we're, say that we're talking about this year though, and we're talking about the Cleveland Browns who historically have Flubbed. fucked up left, right, and center yeah. all over the place. And I mean. It's not an, it's not an unbelievable possibility that they go out there and go 0 six. To me, there's so uh, much drama. Okay, on the road against Carolina, I had them losing this game. I did too, uh, especially with Baker yeah. coming in and playing uh, at home against the Jets. I think I Pro- think they can. I, certainly, there's a possibility that they lose. I think they'll win that. I, it's probably a win at home against the Steelers. I think they'll win that. But if they have. Josh Rosen playing. I got to assume that they're going to play Jacoby. Brissett, you know, but, but he, he, again, I I think they he's still not going to he's not going to like elevate you to win games. I mean, I don't know. I I think they can win that. It's a it's a split right now for me. I don't know. Uh, on the road against the Falcons, it's a win. That one's going to be a win. Uh, at home against the Chargers, I'll say that's a loss. But, yeah, for sure. And uh, at home against the Patriots, loss. Yeah, probably a loss. So what? Two and four. Yeah, and they, you know, just threw it out there. They they could they could work with that, but you know, Deshaun Watson's come to come in, listen hit the, the ground running though. Hit, listen to the gauntlet this guy has to go through when he gets back. On the road against the Bengals, at home against, or I'm sorry, on the road against the Ravens, at home against the Bengals, on the road against the Dolphins, on the road against the Bills, at home against the Bucks, and then he plays the Texans. You know, also let's not forget either that that first game he comes back with the Bengals. That's his first game in like a year and a half. Yeah, that's his first game in a long uh, against time. a team who it will definitely take him some time to get going. Yeah, and if some they high caliber four, opponents, and if it's if it's a it's a, like a mess like early on, and he gets back. They go two and four, one and five, zero oh and six. You know, and he gets back, and it's a mess. Uh, good luck. I mean, you have a crazy hard schedule when he gets when they get back. And look, I just they're the Browns. I mean, I don't understand like why. It's out of the realm of possibility that this completely explodes. I, I don't think it is, especially you know now that we've kind of talked through it um, with the fact that you know they very well could go two and four, they can go three and three, even if they're sitting at three and three, and then you bring back a guy who is very capable of being a top five quarterback in the NFL and can be very good, but has not taken a live snap in a, almost two years, right? Uh, I mean, it's going to take him some time to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. I mean, remember the season where San Francisco traded for Jimmy G and like this season was like kind of a lost season at that point, but they got him and then he rattled off like five in a row, close it out. And everyone was like really high up on them. And then they paid the living shit up. I'm that's kind of like a realistic window for me with this team because you have so much other talent in the AFC, like, but maybe towards the end. You, you see something that you're like, okay, I know why they were okay to kind of not punt on the season because there still is some expectation, but like be willing to eat this season to get to where they want to go. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely see that. Ceiling for the Browns. Uh, uh, AFC championship ceiling. Okay. That's a, that's if Deshaun Watson comes back and they aren't falling apart by the time he does, and then he just tears tears it up. Which, a lot of things have to go right for that to happen. Yeah. 
I'm going to say divisional. I don't think they can get to the championship. I just don't think like there's there's too many good teams. You know what? No, I'm changing it. You're right. I I, I put it there. Like they would have to, if especially if I mean, because dude, they go two and four and drop one to the Steelers. They're gonna have to do some. They're gonna have to go. They're well, gonna they're have not, to win the next five games against their divisional opponents. Well, spoiler alert: I don't have them winning the division. Yeah, in our final ranking. So, so then, not only are they playing another game, but then they have to go on the road throughout the entire uh, playoffs, unless somehow the other wild cards beat you know their opponents. But even at that, I think you wouldn't you wouldn't be playing at home until the AFC Championship for that to happen. Which I mean, like that's tough. That's very tough. Deshaun Watson's another guy who has played in a dome his whole life. He'll get some experience playing outside this yeah. year. But going to Arrowhead in January, sheesh, that's going to be tough. I got a question too. Can I ask you something? What's your floor? For um, them? floor for Cleveland, uh, eight and nine. Wow. Um. Well, I mean. I did say there is a possibility this whole thing explodes. So I'll say like a five win season is there. Uh, I don't think there's any way that happens, especially. Yeah, I mean, do you think again, this Deshaun Watson situation is changing every day. So, yeah, I mean, you know, very true. This is assuming but, he comes back at week seven, uh, but there, yeah, there's to me, there's a chance that the chaos and the clown show that is the Browns explodes. There's a chance. And if that's the case, this roster is uber talented, so they probably can pull out a couple wins. But a five-win season-ish is, I think, their absolute floor. I, I don't, I don't know. That's crazy talk. Um. All right. <laughs> Last team, Baltimore Ravens. Um. I don't know, man. Uh, the defense, I feel like, got an improvement, but the offense. They didn't sign any wide receivers again this year, and they traded away the one that had some hope in Hollywood Brown. And they traded him to Arizona during the draft. So I really don't know with this team. Lamar Jackson, obviously, he's very, very good at times. Sometimes he's a little bit below average. I know that I feel like. All NFL fans believe that he is the most disrespected quarterback in the league. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see J.K. Dobbins finally play. Because, uh, I mean, did he did he tear his ACL before, like, week one last yeah, year? Yeah, he, he got hurt early last year. Yeah. So. Um, so it'll be exciting to see him play. Uh, they got to get the running game back to where it was. Um, Mark Andrews is still there. I mean, he's Lamar's staple in that offense when it comes to throwing the ball. But the defense has gotten pretty freaking good. I don't know. Did you actually see the clip of Kyle Hamilton? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm reading through their depth chart as you're talking here, yeah. their defense. Uh, you can do what, what happened in the clip? So Kyle Hamilton, here's the thing. He's a high cover safety who will mainly probably be covering – tight ends but uh he was doing a one-on-one drill with a wide receiver and he got dude it looked like the guy didn't know how to run like <laughs> it was really bad well he's a rookie in a he's questionable a class and it's, it's a learning curve thing it yeah. doesn't matter he's not gonna ever be doing that really especially with the wide receiver so i'm so high up on them that 
as of right now, they're my Super Bowl representative from the AFC. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you did not just say that. This defense is filthy. There's no other way to put it. This defense is like probably the best defense in the NFL. Is uh who's their really good corner? Peters. Marcus Peters. And Marlon Humphrey. And Marlon Humphrey. Are they both the- And they bring in Marcus Williams from the Saints. Did they and they uh, draft Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. And they got Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen's a monster. I I mean, this defense is like they got Clayus Campbell I, up front yeah. still rocking. Dude, this it's like it, the defense is very good. There's no denying that at all. And offense but, is going to be a little interesting. Well, this is the but. part that I think is like kind of the linchpin of the season for me. Unless something happens before the season starts as far as like a, a contract goes. Lamar Jackson playing on a contract year this year oh, he's is, ball out. is huge. And I mean, he was an MVP. Did he win? The he MVP? won the MVP yeah. the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl against yeah. the Bucks. Or no, oh, sorry, against the uh, 49ers. That's that's my uh, like one thing is uh, we saw them at their highest and they got bounced in the first round or the so divisional. They're he's gonna he's gonna have to repeat that level of play for sure, and that's a big if. But look, he's on a contract year where he is not signed a new deal yet, and I don't think it's gonna happen until next off season. Uh, and he, I'm assuming at this point he wants to shatter the market and become the highest big quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to have to go ball out. And when he's good, he's really good. Yeah. And absolutely. I think I think them trading away Hollywood Brown. I know a lot of people were are skeptical about that decision because mm-hmm. who do you have to throw to at this point? I but mean, to me, need one. to me, that's what it said. It said, yeah. "Well, we don't really need it. Like, like they don't use their wide receivers. Their, period. Their offense <laughs> is like." really unique it's 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 tight end and running game and they have one of the best tight ends in the nfl top three i would say they have a really good offensive line not top four i mean this team it's like it's a bizarre team but there's so many pieces right now that if they go right they could be really really hard to stop yeah and i think in the afc where everyone's gonna be tearing each other apart it's 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 a lot up for a lot of teams to grab that super bowl spot I don't know, man, just their offseason and just the way that this thing is being primed up this year with Lamar's contract looming too. I, I don't know. They just got a, they got a unique feeling to me this year. They, so. they killed it in the draft too. I'm really excited to see how their rookie class does. They had a lot Some of, were saying they had the picks. best draft of anybody. Because, yeah. I, I mean, in some of the picks that they got on the defensive side, I, I would not be shocked if, they, if those guys came in and started making impacts right away. And the cherry on top of all this is last year's AFC North champion – was the last place team the year before the Cincinnati oh, Bengals? Wow. <laughs> you turn it all around it's this very year. Possible, it's very possible. I have um, them. Uh, so your ceiling's obviously Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Um, I'm gonna say, God, you really got me passionate about the Baltimore Ravens with your little speech. Right there's there. lots of there's lots of ifs. I really don't like them too. Like, I yeah, you you are been, definitely team not been, Lamar for sure. I've never been a believer. In, uh, in that team. Um, I'll say is divisional right before conference championship, right? Yeah. Conference championship. Yeah. Yes. Then divisionals. Before I'll that. say, I'll say ASC conference champion. I don't know. They do have a really good defense. The only know. thing about had the best defense in the NFL this year. Lamar can't beat Patrick Mahomes. That's no. the only thing. And well, didn't they win last year? Uh, 
Didn't they have like a huge comeback against the Chiefs early on in the season on like Monday night? I think they did. I could be wrong. Um, but I'll say ceiling. I'll say AFC Championship. But yeah, I mean, my my biggest thing is like I feel like they really have not proven themselves in the playoffs. Um, so it'd be interesting. That's to the see. that's the hump for him to yeah to get through though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Like if he can do that, he's got to take that leap. Then, yeah, if he can take that leap, then he will cement himself as one of the premier. I mean, he already kind of is, but you know what I mean. Like he'll really go that next that next stratosphere if he can get over the hump and start winning playoff games. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so, what's your floor for the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, honestly, dude, this You're is how high up I am on them. I would say, I would say, floor is like divisional round yeah that's my floor i think they're going to get in the playoffs and i think they will get a playoff win at least and they might get bounced after that i don't know but they're I'll definitely s- in the postseason i'll say uh fringe wild card their schedule is pretty forgiving too it's not yeah. it's not too bad well they came in last so they're playing the jets they're playing uh the jaguars they're playing uh denver which Denver honestly is a huge upgrade from last year. So, right, they Denver came in last in the AFC West last year, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. So that's a little forgiving right there. Um, and Lots playing of- the AFC South. So again, I, I mean, like that's a guaranteed two wins, possibly another three uh, against the Saints, and then I mean, who knows? They could be Tampa. Lots Pretty like. solid. Lots of like. Pretty solid. AFC North record predictions uh okay do you want to let's do we'll both say our fourth place team well we've been doing them we just rifle through so let's just keep it consistent okay fine um i have the pittsburgh steelers finishing last (laughs) at three and 14 okay um i have then baltimore coming in third um losing the tiebreaker at 10 and 7 to the Cleveland Browns, who come in second at ten and seven. So you're telling me it's more realistic for Watson to come in and run the table than it is for the Baltimore Ravens, who are primed I, in every way to be a division winner. I don't know. I mean, the team was pretty freaking good last year, and they didn't. Uh, they, didn't they went eight and nine. Well, so it's a it's a improvement on last year for Baltimore in my book. All right. Uh, and finally, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think regressing a little bit, uh, going eleven and six, and barely making it out of the AFC North as the winner. Yep. Well, we're definitely a little bit different, um, but we do both have the Pittsburgh Steelers in last. I have them at five and twelve, though. I have them a little, little bit better than three wins. I mean, I again, we kind of talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. They're they're good enough to be. I mean, even based on our conversation, I probably would give them another win off of that. But you know, five and twelve. I think I think they're going to be the worst in the division. It's a tough conference, and they got to figure out the quarterback thing. So, first and foremost, third place, the Cleveland Browns at seven and ten. I'm sorry, I have one little change. I had Baltimore winning the tiebreaker. Baltimore finished second in the division, not Cleveland. Sorry. All right, it's fine. so yeah, Cleveland Browns seven and ten. Um, I think it's going to be rocky without Deshaun Watson there, and then when he gets back, uh, their schedule's brutal. There's a ton of expectations on him to come in and turn it around, and I just think they acquired him 
and they structured this year the way it's been structured to be understanding that it might be a year that's just you know gone with the wind. <laughs> yeah uh just not not their year this year i don't think um but you know they're planning for the future so okay uh second place i have the cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. um 11 and 6 same as you i think they do actually i think they're that's a little better than the record was last year i think they were 10 and 7 getting in i think uh, you might be right but you know about the same about the same range yeah. uh afc's pretty tough so it's kind of who knows but I think they'll pull out some wins and, and make the playoffs. And lastly, I have the Ravens finishing 13 and 4, which is, I think, the best record I've predicted so far, like as far as the most win totals of any team in the league. Number one seed in the AFC as of right now. But we still got to cover the West. So who knows? All right. NFC North, uh, obviously, this one hits a little close to home. We'll start out. <laughs> we'll start out with. Start out with those sons of bitches in Wisconsin, the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'll start out by saying this. I feel like a lot of people are down on them this year. Rightfully so. I feel like they had a pretty bad offseason. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, that was kind of a note I had. It's like they just they kind of have the last couple years until until they completely fall apart. They're winning this division. Yeah, I mean, and they're as, getting a high seed in the NFC playoffs. As long as Rodgers and Lafleur are here, and they have someone around Rodgers to make somebody plays, somebody with hands. Yeah, they're probably winning this division. Um, I mean, well, are they? I think so. Uh, I'll be interested to hear your takes now. Uh, who's winning <laughs> the division? But uh, I have them winning the division. They got worse, and I still think that they'll win this division. The biggest note, I think, with the receivers, because let's be totally clear, that's the biggest. That was the biggest hit. Question mark. Uh, you know, they drafted a, a guy uh, like Dobbs Christian or Watkins or something. No, they signed Sammy Watkins. It's Christian something else. I don't even know his it's name. something like Dobbs or something like that. But he he's a guy who they drafted in like the third round or whatever of the draft in a bad draft on paper. Uh and Rodgers is pretty prickly and not liking rookie receivers very often. Yeah. So right now, your best receiver on your depth chart is probably Alan Lazard. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, he's not a bad player. He's no schmuck, but he's no schmuck, but he is average in the league at best, and he's gotten a league quarterback. Yeah. And uh, you lose MVS to Kansas City. You lose Devontae Adams to uh, Las Vegas. Um. That took a huge hit. You still have Big Bob Tanyan, too. You still have uh, Aaron Jones, who, I mean, yeah, is that's a great big. pass catching back. And uh, A.J. Dillon is a nice player, and too. And A.J. Dillon, who uh, is the, the ground and pound portion of that backfield. So You do. They did lose to Darius Smith, though. Yeah. And that's kind of a big, that. big loss. I feel like probably the cornerstone of that uh, defense uh, outside of, is it, Jair Alexander, Jair, Jair Alexander, and also, I mean, uh, on their uh, Kenny Clark on the defensive line is also a stud. Yeah, I mean, they, but yeah, he's he's a huge loss for them. I feel like, and it's not like they, you know, it's not like his contract is up. Like, no, they cut him. Yeah, and yeah. then he's crazy, and then he goes to sign with Minnesota, which is oh, just yeah. really some salt in the wound. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, if if anything, I and mean, people are down on them because they subtracted and didn't add much and the thing about them though is that 
that's kind of what they've been doing every off season that yeah. LaFleur and, and Gutekunst have been running the show in Green Bay. And they seem to be getting better. <laughs> and they seem to just yeah. naturally pull out 12 Except wins and it's playoffs. never a problem. Yeah. You know, part of it, though, has been that they have just been in an absolute dog shit division. The yeah. NFC North the last oh, two so years. Oh, so true. So true. You know, the, the yeah. Lions have been a joke. Yeah. Uh, the, the Minnesota's been super rocky. The, yeah, they have not lived up to their expectations. Yeah. And the Bears have been, you know, outside rocky as well. One season, outside of one season, they've honestly been not good. Well, you know, they, they, they snuck into the playoffs a couple of times with Nagy, and they they weren't I great. I think they only but, went one time. I think they went twice. They went two times. Because they went to New Orleans and lost – and then they also had the one uh, in Philly. And then, that, okay, the that double also, Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, the Bears this year, though, I mean, we'll get into them, but, like, they're much worse than they oh, have yeah. been in a while. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. They, you know, the real race for this thing is between the Lions, no, the Lions <laughs> and the, uh, the Packers and the Vikings, for real. Absolutely. That's a great segue into our next team. But uh, before we do that, ceiling for the Packers. Well, God, I, I, I'm just throwing this one out here a couple, for a couple teams, probably five or six teams at this point. I've said this is their ceiling, but for them, it really is a Super Bowl. It's They've gotten to the NFC Conference game for two years straight, three years straight. I mean, no, they, no, they didn't go last year. Oh, yeah, they got bounced. That's right. Yeah, they got yeah. bounced in the first round. Well, that's I, – I mean, I guess that's their ceiling. I don't uh, think they're going to get there, but – They're not going to get there. Their ceiling is the NFC Championship, and they cannot get over that hump. And uh, they don't want to face any of those teams. Now, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm with you on that one. The NFC they're Championship is ceiling. They're not getting past it because no. they, they've gotten worse, not better. Yeah. They're not going to pass the, the roadblock. They can't pass if they regress. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then the floor? Uh, floor would be – not winning the division, yeah, but still making the playoffs. Yeah, yep, I would agree with that. So wild card mm-hmm. is there for? Yeah, one hundred percent. Unless the wheels completely fall off, which I, it's not going to happen. Um, well, uh, good segue into our next team. Uh, who this is probably a two horse race, and I think uh, we might be on the same page here. I think this team is. Uh, poised to take a little bit of a jump this year yeah they seem to especially in the last couple weeks ever since like right, otas and stuff started them. yeah they really have kind of become the darling of this division out of nowhere um well, but, i wouldn't go but that a, far I, that's our that's our well status. we're the darling of bad teams yeah okay. they're the darling okay. of teams with like actual teams expectations yes yeah. okay. and all right that's fair you know the main part of it's adding the coach Yep, new coach and uh, who's apparently like super pro Kirk Cousins. Pass heavy offense, which I, I for one, I'm like finally. Well, the the thing about the Vikings is the last couple of years their defense has been crap, but yeah. they've been able to stay in games because of Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, and Justin, Justin Jefferson, yeah. and Dalvin Cook. Like they've been able to stay in games because their offense can put up, you know, like like a fireworks show mm-hmm. to keep them in games. So, but he's from he's from the Sacred Tree. Oh, the Shanahan tree. Okay, here we go. So yeah. you know the the McVeigh Shanahan tree. The floor. Yeah. Right. So he's a he's a good looking coach in his forties who is super pro offense, throwing the football all over the place. Is uh and also the the the, the, the sacred tree. They love Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, so, so true. So true. It's really gonna is, be good uh, potentially. Zach Taylor from the tree too. He might be. I think he is. 
I think you're right about that because I think he had a, something in Washington. I thought he had something with L.A. under McVay. Hmm, maybe you're right. I mean, McVay was in Washington for a minute too. Yeah, yeah, I know. But um, I mean, that's where it all started, right? Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think this team is going to be good this year. I don't know what it is, but I mean, they got I. They this have, offense will carry this, this team. This offense has been sensational all year round. Um, I don't know if they made any big adjustments to the defense. No, well, they added Darius Smith, which, which is a nice add. I don't know. I mean, uh, he got cut by the Packers. Maybe, maybe it was salary or something. Who I think knows? it probably was. I mean, he's clearly a talented guy. They signed him to a three-year deal. I mean, they they okay, so yeah, they like, like him. He's good still. You yeah. got Anthony Barr still. You yeah. got Harrison Smith still. I mean, the defense is kind of old. That's really my only yeah, you know, negative on them. But like. They're good enough to not lose you games. It was and, a it was a pretty big head scratcher when they signed Patrick Peterson last year. I I don't know I don't even know if he's back. I think they did sign him back, okay. but uh, yeah, it's another old guy. So if your offense can carry you and be like elite, and your defense is good enough to not lose, then that's a pretty good recipe in the NFC. I especially I in the NFC North. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Also, Justin Jefferson uh, is a is a baller. I mean, that dude is. Really, really good. I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to go on a statement and say that there's going to be two clear cut one two receivers this year. It's going to be the LSU boys, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I agree with that 100. Yeah. Uh, ceiling. Uh, ceiling for them. Uh, I don't think they're. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. No. But I think that they are definitely a divisional. Or or conference championship. I'll say divisional is probably their their ceiling for me. I'll NFC say, North uh, victory and a divisional appearance. <laughs> I'll say NFC North winners, divisional implosion <laughs> on um, the floor Sunday Night Football. Well, the yeah. So the floor is that Kirk Cousins continues not to be clutch. Seven wins and the defense is way worse than we thought. Yeah. And maybe sprinkle in an injury or two. And this Which team I mean, that's bound to happen. And this team could be a uh six win team. Yeah. They're it's like Pittsburgh. They're too good to not they're not gonna be a complete Don't clown play. show. Yeah. But they're and they have a new head coach, you know, you never know. Yeah. But I think they I think they're on the on track to be a good team, but their floor would probably be a six win season. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Uh, well, third place team, uh, Chicago Bears. Um, I, who knows? Uh, they lost Allen Robinson. They lost Khalil Mack. Um, I know. They're not looking great. Uh, new head coach. Um, who's their new head coach? Matt Eberflus. Uh, which I don't think too many people were high up on him coming into this season. Where was he from again? Could not tell you. Could not tell ya. Hmm. Um, apparently it was Indianapolis. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Right? OC, you're right. Um, so, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, but, yeah, man, for the most part, um, it's not looking great. It's going to be really, really important for Justin Fields to have a good year this year. I mean, how can he? That's the I don't thing. Know. That's, yeah. How can he have a good year when... Your defense lost all of its playmakers, all of its good playmakers, except for maybe uh, Eddie Jackson still there. Well, and... um, 
Eddie Jackson, I I feel like last year was horribly. It was, but I mean, he's still one of your best players on defense. The best player on their defense is Roquan Smith. Oh, that's true. That's um, true. He's still there, but I mean, who knows? I, he, I, I don't feel like you can't really take him out of the game. He's a tackling machine. So, but I mean, I, he, I he's not assuming, enough by himself. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say they let Eddie tough. Goldman go. They they traded Cleo yeah. Mack. Uh, I don't think they have Robert Quinn anymore. Uh, yeah, this thing is the offensive line is decimated. I don't even know. I I don't know if they still have Jason Peters there, but. You know, you got David Montgomery, who is coming off a really good year. Uh, your number one wide receiver is Darnell Mooney, who is very questionable. Well, I took a, you know, I shit on him on the podcast last week a little bit because yeah. of the Madden stuff. Um, upon some further inspection, his numbers were pretty good, um, especially considering that he was on the Chicago Bears in a Matt Nagy offense. So that's also with Allen Robinson. Right. Oh, yeah, totally, side. totally. Yeah. So. So he's wide receiver one now. Yeah, for sure. So he's got to he's got to fill some shoes. Uh, and Nikhil yeah. Harry. And Nikhil Harry, who uh, I mean, if the Patriots are trading him, it's not a good sign. Well, that's you know we don't need to really sugarcoat it. I mean, the Bears are very very clearly. The, I my big note for this team in my notes is that this is year one of the teardown. They are tearing this whole thing down right now. They have a new GM and new coach. They have a rookie, or not rookie. They have a second-year quarterback who is still very young, very and green. they're just going to try and, I mean, not tank, but I mean, it's the first year in a teardown. I mean, they're going to be competitive. They're going to try to be competitive, but I'm expecting this team to finish as a bottom five team for sure. I would agree. And they're going to have high draft picks next year, more cap room, and I think they're going to be taking steps that the Lions are taking right now yep. in year two. Start building it out from the trenches. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think there's any, really anything else to say. Ceiling for this team? Ceiling is is uh, is six wins and Ooh, wow, and Justin Fields uh, not regressing. Wow, that's their ceiling. They're not. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can get more than that. No way. I don't know. They're in the AFC. They're playing third NFC. place team. Sorry, uh, NFC third place teams. I'll say ceiling. Yeah, six wins. Justin Fields isn't as bad as uh, everybody hopes he is. By the way, I also love the fact uh, Justin Fields just got caught in a horrible situation where uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were trying desperately to save their jobs. Yep. Sort of like, well, we got this guy. I mean, you know, uh, give us a couple years. We'll see how it goes. Axed uh, after a horrible season. Let me ask you this: What if, what if uh, the Bears are really, really, really bad? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like last year's Lions bad, where they're like zero and eight, zero and nine, like really terrible. Mm-hmm. And they decide that they can get some draft picks for Justin Fields. I don't see why not. And then you just really restart the whole thing yeah. as the number one pick the year after or top three pick the year after. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see why not. This is, this is 10, 10 foil hat. Get, time, get something but... Instead of, you know, 
Like he he didn't you're like wasting his career and you're depreciating his value by putting him out there with a shit ass team. By the time that they're going to be a roster that's ca- capable of being a playoff roster, he'll probably want to he'll, he'll want a new deal. Else. He'll want a new deal, or you know, I mean, the whole thing about the rookie quarterbacks is like get him on a cheap deal while your team is in a spot yeah, that you have a really stacked good. roster around him. Yeah, and right now the Bears are. They burned through one year of his deal already. They're about to burn through two, and they're about to be maybe the worst team in the league. Could so, be. Tinfoil hat stuff. But anyways, our last team, our most beloved team, America's team, was my big note. <laughs> that was my big note, especially after they Hard are. Knocks. They are 100%. The Detroit Lions. Uh, Put the glass of Kool-Aid down. Yeah, I don't, it's going to be really interesting. It's everything. All signs are pointing to this team uh, taking another step forward this year. I pray to God that's the case. Um, it would be absolutely horrific if we saw a four-win season or even a five-win season. Um, coming in last in the division again would really suck. Um, I mean, hold on. Did we talk about floors to Bears? Yeah, worst team in the league is the is the floor for the yeah. Bears, and the ceiling for them is six wins. Oh, we did talk yeah. about it. No, we did. We had ceilings. We didn't do the floor. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, um, it, I'm really excited to watch them. Yes. Right. Regardless of where they finish, yeah, I, I am. I am very excited to see what this team does this year and year two of the of the rebuild. Uh, I think I got a pretty freaking realistic record out of them too i i get think i got one too and i think it's when you hear it it's like wow like really like i mean my big note on the top of my notes here is that they're gonna double their win total maybe even a game more than that i have i have them finishing around seven wins okay and uh so six six seven wins yeah that's three more than last year and you're gonna take a couple of hopefully big steps with your young players. The year two guys are going to develop more. Hopefully Dan Campbell even said in a press conference recently that the year one to two players are usually the biggest jump as far as improved players in a year. Yeah. Hopefully Jeff Okuda has a comeback. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully Aiden Hutchinson is a, is a heavy contributor to that like defensive line. Mm -hmm. Hopefully Jameson Williams comes in later in the season and games like Ahmad Ross St. Brown did last year. Yep. Like blows up into the scene. Hopefully Jared Goff continues to Manage look games. like he looked at the end of last year. Yep. I'm not expecting him to have a, you know, 2017 Rams season where he was really damn good. Watching the ball. Yeah. Right. But I'm expecting him to, to play the level he played at the end of last year. Uh, and you know, all your, acquisitions and young guys that you're developing like hopefully they just they contribute and they're decent and this team is not at the bottom but the middle of the pack absolutely and then going into next year that you can have actual expectations but right now they're still playing with house money even if they do lose a bunch of games this year and they win five games still two more than last year if you step in the right direction if you see all the stuff that you know i just talked about even if they lose games you know, it's not a total loss season. This is really their last season with this new regime that they can go out there, put that product in the field. That's that bad. But I mean, we talked about it last year when they restarted this thing. 
they it was nuclear like nuclear they had to blow this yeah, whole thing up absolutely it was they they lost their you know they had to trade away their their best quarterback in franchise history they had to flush out the worst regime in Lions history possibly cut a shit ton of contracts and they had to go in realizing we are the worst team in the league yep and like CFL level roster <laughs> So hella undrafted free agent rookies and a coach that was pretty rocky for some of last year, yep. but he was, he was getting uh, his feet in the water too. You know, uh, he, he coached six games and a lot of people were really questioning his coaching, but I would say he, he turned it around quite a bit. If, if they didn't finish last year, how they finished, I don't know how we'd be talking about this team, but they, they went three and three down the stretch. They beat some, they beat Arizona, Minnesota. They, they got some green Bay. They got some quality, Upon like W's, Green Bay and, with one half of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So I mean that I and I correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure we were leading at halftime. We were against Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love was a guy impressive that they put a first round pick on, and he you know their he estimation sucked. was no no <laughs> bum, but he clearly is a bum. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, I, I yeah I think this team is gonna double their wins, and there's gonna be a lot to like going into. The following season, we're going to be really drinking the cool way. Oh, really excited. I'm but... really nervous about that. Yeah, I'm really nervous about this season. But um, I want to dive into uh, the the more key players uh, during our next segment. Okay. So why don't we uh, go ahead and give our ceilings and floors for them? Okay. And then we'll run through the records. Ceiling is seven wins. You think that's the best? Y- yes, because we have to be realistic. I'm so sick of these jabronis on TikTok saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'll say you just stop. Uh, they're, they're still a, not a, a very talented roster. They're on the way, but they get they are not a playoff caliber roster. I'll, I'll fucking give in a little bit. I'll say nine wins, but miss the playoffs. Positive record. Okay. Four. I will say, Al, we were one possession uh, away from winning, I think, five more games last year. Well, what a coulda, shoulda. What a coulda, shoulda, but I think there's my. There might be a possibility that we've added enough for us to start winning those games. Who knows? Um, floor, uh, less than three wins. <laughs> Oof. That uh, would be horrible. Well, I, you know what? I don't – yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I, re- I really don't. I think their floor is four wins. Because I don't think they're going to be worse than last year. They have more talent. They have an easier schedule. Second year of Dan Campbell. I don't know. It, I'll it, never it say never be, with it, this team. That's very true, but it would be it would be remarkable if they were it worse than be, last year. It would be remarkable, 100%. So four wins is my floor for them. Uh, all right. Time for records. Uh, I'll start out uh, coming in fourth place. I had the Chicago Bears going 4-13. and 13. In third place. The Detroit Lions, six and eleven. Second place, taking a big jump this year. Minnesota Vikings at eleven and six. What the fuck is this piece of shit? <laughs> Finally, I have the Green Bay Packers finishing twelve and five. Uh, we're not super duper aligned on our final totals. Um, I've got the Bears finishing at three and fourteen. A little bit worse. Um, I mean, I, only one game. I have the Detroit Lions finishing seven and ten. So I, I think they are going to hit their ceiling. That's that's what I'm feeling right now. Wow. Uh, 
I have the Packers in second place. Wow. At 10 and 7. I think I think this is the year where it finally starts to the the like the it's, wheels start to fall off. It starts to give in. You know what I mean? Like you, you can only not address wide receiver for so long. Yep. You can only cut so many pieces for so long. And Rogers is 38, 39 years old. You can only be back to back to back MVPs so many times. <laughs> so I'm I'm seeing a regression for them, but still a pretty good record for the NFC. So 10 and 7. And the Minnesota Vikings winning the division at eleven and six, one game up. Wow! So we were uh, we were one game off for Detroit and Chicago, and uh, exact records for Minnesota just swapping places with yep. Green Bay. Yep. Interesting. All right, let's uh, let's dive into uh, the Lions mini camp as uh, they've started getting the pads on, start hitting. Let's go! All right, um, coming out of, I think it was like day two, day three. No, during the second week of minicamp, right? Or training camp? Yeah, but this is like for, like first full pads. and First full pads, probably going like 110% now. Um, and I got some I got some juicy stuff coming out of uh, these last couple of days. Well, I did not prep for this at all, so you're going to have to do the heavy all lift on right. this one. Um, hot take, I think Penny Sewell will be the best tackle in football. Wow. Uh, at the end of this next season. Wow. Well, it helps me off to play Aaron Donald <laughs> this year. Uh, absolutely. But from what I've been hearing, this guy is an absolute terrorizer on the field. I love to hear that. Um, I love to hear that. He's saying that he's seen the game 100,000 times percent slower than last year. It doesn't feel super fast. Everything feels a lot slower which is phenomenal. I mean, he had a gauntlet to go through last year. Yeah, so. I mean, he faced everything under the sun. Um, and I think he is going to be an absolute anchor on this uh, offensive line. And don't forget that he stepped in for Taylor Decker when he was out and was put in his spot and moved back and forth. Yeah, it was throughout the year. Left I mean, tackle. I think that was his first time ever playing right tackle. And remember in preseason, he was looking like dog shit. And then soon as the regular season started, this guy was unstoppable at right tackle. Love to hear that. Well, for the most part, he had a couple bad games, maybe two ga- two games. Where he he also did a lot of good stuff, though. I mean, we were really talking about him a lot. Yeah, I remember we were talking about really him a lot last year. year. Uh, and I think he is about to be an elite tackle by the end of this year. Well, um, that's why they drafted him. And when he fell to him, exactly. we were having a parade. So, yep. Um, so a couple of things about Penne. Uh, he apparently demolished Jeff Okuda on the practice <laughs> field and it sprung a, a Monra for a huge uh yards after catch gain. Wow. So that's awesome. Uh, I, I do hope that he is being somewhat fragile with yeah, Jeff. Yeah, be careful with Jeff Okuda because <laughs> uh, apparently Jeff is a little fragile. So I'm, I'm really hoping for that. Um, here's my thing with uh training camp headlines. Um, this can be really good. This could be really bad. They were doing uh, one-on-ones with the defense and offensive line today. Um, the offensive line won 10 times in a row, and our starting uh, offensive line went undefeated against the defensive line, well, including a 2-0 and with Penne going against Aiden Hutchinson. You know, this our defensive line is still towards the bottom of the NFL. 
I know we add Aiden Hudson and we get uh, we get uh, also Okwara back. Who one yeah, of us hurt? Romeo right is not yeah. playing. Josh Pascal had a Out. sports her- right. hernia, and he is not playing. The first person to get past the offensive line was Charles Harris. Shocker. Uh, who was going up against the backup tackle, Dan Skipper. <laughs> Love Dan Skipper. It's a great name. Uh, but I'm not surprised. I mean, this offensive line, you can make an argument that they're actually an elite offensive line in the league. Yeah. And this defensive line is definitely a bottom five. Yeah. So not that surprising. Yeah. So that's uh, that's both good to hear and kind of bad to hear because we really need that um... – we really need that uh, defensive line to get a lot better very quickly. Pascal's a bummer. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. That was a huge bummer because I think I think the plan was probably to put him and Hutch on. You know, yeah, on opposing sides. sides, and then yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll see with that. Um. Well, I mean, Okoro would be an over Pascal probably. That's true. Yeah. Rotate guys though. Um. Speaking of Jeff Okuda. Uh, the headline is out now that he is competing for CB2, uh, lining up against the other side of uh, a warm EA, um, with Will Harris. Yeah, I heard, I heard he moved from safety to corner. He's making the switch. He did that last year after our cornerbacks got depleted. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that. Will Harris did play pretty solid as the cornerback. He was a horrendous safety. Well, they, they move him to corner, and then they move last year's, uh, I want to say, third-round pick, second or third-round pick, Melifon Wu from corner to, to safety. safety. Right, yeah. Which uh, I think it sounds like he's embracing it. He sounds like he's, he's you know, not frustrated about it, so that's good. Uh, but, yeah, Will Harris playing corner was, that was kind of surprising, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that will be really interesting to see. Uh, I Okuda am... should be competing for two, by the way. I mean, I'd agree because the warrior has proven right now. Oh, he's yeah, CB1 okay. on this step chart okay, yeah. for sure. I thought maybe we were talking about uh, Okuda like should be competing for CB2 because he's been dog shit, which is also true, but he is nowhere near sniffing CB1 after the year of he had. Yeah, absolutely no shot. Um, do want to see Jerry Jacobs' name get into the conversation because he played really well last year, but I think at least his roster spot should be safe. So hopefully, hopefully. Um, one we had we had one uh, funny Dan Campbell moment coming out of uh, this last one. The uh, I, would I already say, know what you're going to say. I would say the forgotten member of the wide receiver group, Josh Reynolds. <laughs> Um, when being described by Dan Campbell, he threw three names out there. I don't, we got to decide on which one we want to go for. Really. I, I don't know which one's the most ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> he called him a praying mantis. That's the most ridiculous one to me. The spider of death. <laughs> okay, never mind. And a freaking serpent. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Okay. It was <laughs> a very average wide receiver, in my opinion. I mean, like, I don't even know how many snaps he's going to be getting this year. But my God, where does he come up know. with this? I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this. 
I mean, I, it's ridiculous. To be honest, when I said, I already know you're going this, I, I wasn't even thinking that. I thought you were going to mention that he was doing up-downs with the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a huge clip. I don't know why. You know it's... the Hard Knocks camera got that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. But um, I don't I don't know why uh, that was such a monumental thing for social media. It, it just leans into the, into the Dan Campbell is just one of the boys kind of. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say narrative, but like that's just it's kind of the impression that he gives off is he's just like he's definitely an ex player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's yeah, that's true. Kind of one of those guys. I don't know. Uh, apparently, also, uh, we'll probably see this on Hard Knocks. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson and Penne singing Billy Jean by Michael Jackson. I don't know why they were doing that. Uh, they usually have like rookie, like, yeah, but why is Penne and they're singing it with them, right? I don't know. Maybe to sing. I don't know. So that will be interesting to see. Not something um, I thought we'd cover on today's podcast, but all right, here yeah, we are. Yeah, right. Uh, apparently, uh, Amon Ra hurdled Kirby Joseph, too, which is kind of hype. Uh, welcome to the league kind of moment for him. Uh, there was like two different – they said that for Aiden when he was going up against Penne. And uh, I guess like also welcome to the league, Jeff Okuda. <laughs> Getting absolutely demolished. He's about had the worst welcome to the league that you could have. <laughs> Literally the worst possible. Uh, and yeah, Kirby Joseph getting hurdled by a Monra. Sounds like Monra's been turning some heads. He was last year. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. So that's really exciting to see him and JMO. They could, they could be, they could be something. That could be really good. I don't think JMO's coming back anytime soon. Unfortunately, no. Um, which I am fully okay with. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see his uh, his uh, explosiveness. Man, it's going to be Amon Ra, Jamo, Hawk on a new deal, Swift, and then CJ Stroud throwing the ball next year. It's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, but we don't pay running backs. I hope Brad Holmes knows that. And coming yeah. from the Rams, something tells me that he does. Well, yeah, I mean, paid the biggest running back contract in recent memory, and it was. Horrendous. Yeah, this guy doesn't even play in the league anymore. I think. I like Swift a lot, though. I mean, I, if when he's healthy, he's definitely a difference maker. So. I, I mean, uh, a lot of people are picking him to be the the leading lead rusher this year, which that's insane. If this if this offensive line stays healthy, I don't think it's going to be impossible. All right. I mean, he he had what his first back to back games with 100 yards last year, and that was against. Uh, I want to say it was against Pittsburgh for one. They had one against Pittsburgh, and uh, that was also not with this offensive line. And man, I'm telling you, this offensive line can be the best in the NFL. We were saying they were could be elite last year, and yeah. now they're just even better. So exactly, and I mean, hopefully Taylor Decker stays healthy. Hopefully Penne takes that superstar jump, and yep. we're cooking. Absolutely. Um, well, next week, I think uh, I think we're going to have probably a later in the week show um, because we will have to record after the first episode of Hard Knocks. Oh, that's right. Which is on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday at 10 p.m. for anybody who wants to tune in. Should be an absolute riot. I, I feel like I feel like the world is clamoring it for it at this point. It's probably the most hype I've seen for a hard knock season in a while, actually, right? which is, I mean, we're a little biased, but uh, I actually have seen a lot of the reaction on social media has been very, like, very positive. Very positive. So. Yeah, 100%. Um, but let's let's uh, go ahead. Let's wrap it up. 
close the show out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Grand Zero's podcast. What the fuck is this piece of shit? <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Gridiron Zeros. Be sure to follow us on TikTok at Gridiron Zeros Pod. Uh, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Um, next week, the final of, well, not the final, but the final divisions for our prediction show, our prediction run, uh, AFC, NFC West should be uh, easily the most exciting one. Uh, as The hardest to predict. Probably. These hardest to predict easily. I mean, these all eight teams, all seven out of the eight teams I are stacked. I can't believe this. I think we went the entire episode without talking about Kyler Murray's contract. We did last episode. Did we? We talked about his extension. Yeah. You're positive? Yes. You know, I will say it, the one thing the, that we The did, homework clause is what we did The homework clause, about. which is now okay. out of the contract. It's still a story. It's still a story. But... It's enough of a story that we'll bring it up next week. <laughs> okay. All right. Good deal. Um <laughs> There's like two like pretty major storylines that we just didn't cover this summer. One being Zach Wilson banging milfs, and the other one is Kyler Murray having a homework clause in his fucking Um, but yeah, do all that stuff. Um, Al, anything else before we sign off? I just played that that drop from Trailer Park Boys. That's J Rock from Trailer Park Boys. Uh, and I just in my head because you just said his name, and I saw them both kind of like flash in my head. J-Rock kind of looks like Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. They kind of wow. look like each other. A that actually, bit. as soon as you started like bringing it up, I was like, wow, they fucking do, actually. He's probably like a little bit more well-rounded looking J-Rock. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, he's way more built. But yeah. he's also like, he seems kind of like small. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Zach Wilson looks like the most like. Punk bitch. 14-year-old boy quarterback in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, 100%. It's bizarre. We should um we should bring back the segment where we uh, talk about coaches that we could beat up, and the next thing we should do is quarterbacks we think we could take in a fight. I think that clip on our YouTube channel accumulated all of about three views, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe. Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Uh, make good choices, good decisions, always. Uh, and yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Side of hard knocks. See you later. Yep. Thank you.